All right, welcome to another episode of Tony Gallo Show. My name is Tony. I am your host. I'm here with my best friend and co-host Sahaj. Sahaj, how are you doing today? Good. Happy New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve. We're about to end 2023, y'all. And it's ins- it's just crazy. It's it's crazy how fast time just flies, dude. Isn't it? I mean, like, it, yeah. We are at the end of another year. I mean, it's just like I feel like after 2020, 2021 was really quick. 22, now 23. It's just flown by. Yeah, I think it flew by too. Do you think 2021 because of how crazy it was? Kind of just, I don't know, just jump started like just going from year to year to year. Really, just I, I feel like 2021 was a crazy year, and everything after that really put things into perspective on like how. But 2020 was a crazy year. Oh, was it 2021? Yeah, 2020 was COVID year. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm at 2020. I feel like with the shutdowns and stuff like that, I feel like now, like once we've kind of rebooted, like it we stopped taking a lot of stuff really for granted, but I feel like life is just flying by now. Maybe we hit the fast forward. Dude, we hit the letter. fast fast forward because yeah, 2023 right. flew by flew in my by. opinion. Yeah, that yeah, really did. It flew by. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Like after post COVID, I mean, it seems like we just like, all right, let's get going. And then, and then 2021, we're still kind of in a COVID era in 2021. I think yeah. at the very beginning of 2021. Um, so we really got things shaken up in 2022 and then now 20 and now it's like, it's again, we're back in, in times where, um, eventually it's gonna, it's gonna be like, wow, I can't believe we actually shut down, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. It's 2024. That's, I mean, think about it. 10 years ago, you'd never thought 2024 was going to happen. Yeah, what did that be? Uh, when 10 years ago, I was like 20 years old. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. Dang, dude. That is wild. Yeah. Now almost 30. Yeah. Holy cow. And then, bro. I mean, in 10 years from now, I mean, we'll see what happens, how fast these, this next decade goes. But oh, in 10 years from now, it'll be 2034. And I mean, you can't even Damn, think about yeah. 2034 right now. Shit. Yeah, you can't, dude. Be 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what life is going to be like when I'm 40 freaking years old. Yeah, you're, you're going to be 30 this upcoming year. And um, I mean, I think it's, it's, we're evolving. We are. We are we becoming are. the person that we are destined to become. Um, and that is something awesome. That's awesome. That's an, a good thing. That's a positive thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> what? I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just was, say it. No, I was just thinking. I was like, well, like we're, we're, we're becoming the person we're destined to be. Right. Yeah. But what if like. What if you had like a rough year or what if you had, what if you had some not so, what if you did some not so good things and stuff like that? Does that mean that, does that, do you take that into consideration when saying like you've been a naughty boy? When you, if you've been like a naughty boy or like you've been, like, say you got in trouble or whatever, right? I mean, what is that? If you're saying that's the type, like we're destined, we're becoming the person we're destined to be, like, does that mean that if you had a bad year that you are, you know, becoming a bad person? I think everything happens to us. Um, Maybe I'm overthinking what your statement because it's supposed to be happening to us. Um, it forms you. Do as you really a person. think so, though? Even okay. your mistakes, yes. Okay. Even your mistakes okay. that you make 
um, form the person you're destined to become. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, are you, are you, (laughs) if you made a mistake and you continue to make that same mistake, I think, you know, we're having a different conversation, but if you make the mistake, um, and you realize and you learn from it, I think that that forms the person you're destined to become. Yes. Uh, it's part of the, of the, of the life journey. I think that's my belief. Okay. So if you make the same mistake multiple times, then that means that obviously that means that you haven't learned, right? Yeah. What does that say about you as a, what does that say about you as a person? Um, Oh, the dog is getting mad. (laughs) Um, I think that, I, I think you just, I don't know. I don't, if you continue to make the same mistake that you're, um, let me go into my, let me go into my, can you repeat the question again? <laughs> let me go into my spiritual <laughs> mode here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. have a spiritual answer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I feel like, I feel like I find a way to take your questions and just get into the weeds with them. So let's start. Yeah. Let's start with getting into the weeds. Okay, so. You you made the statement that we're becoming the person that we are meant to become, right? right and I, I to proceeded be. destined to be. I, and I proceeded to ask you, well, what if you had a rough or bad year? You did some bad, whatever. Right. Does that mean that you're becoming a bad person? In which you responded that if you continue to make the same mistake multiple times, then you then you clearly haven't learned, right? But my, th- I guess what I was trying to really get into was, you, and oh, and then you made a really important. You said something really important there. You said that. Um, even your mistakes are part of who you are. Is that what you said? Who you become. Who you right? become, right? Yeah. So what if those mistakes are made voluntarily? Like what if you made I, those mistakes knowing that it's wrong? So this brings it, and I may go on the tangent here, Let's but this is kind of um, what life is. And I think the challenging part of life is whether you're going to do what you know is right or whether you're going to continue to do what you know is wrong and then you continue to do it. I think that's the challenge that life present presents to us overall and in on a daily basis, you know, um, I think we're 30, we're approaching 30. Now we know, we obviously know right from wrong. Um, I, I and my therapist would probably agree. I don't think we should label this as you're a bad person if you continue if you continue to do what you know is wrong. Um, but are you fulfilling who you're destined to be if you continue to do what's wrong? So I guess what I'm trying to say in conclusion is if you continue to do wrong and you know it's wrong, you're not approaching who you're really destined to become because i think the person you're destined to become is a great person yeah a positive person sure yeah, yeah. Uh, a significant person um and if you continue to do wrong you're just veering away from that greatness that you're 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 going to be okay, and i'll gotcha. use an example if i continue to eat chips and ice cream every day if i were eating chips and ice cream every <laughs> single day and that's i continue to do wrong and that's wrong for many for my body for my health if I continue to do that on a daily basis, I am steering away from the person I can be, which is a super healthy person um, with mental clarity. Um, and, you know, I, it just that prevents me from executing on things that that I need to execute on to become the best person that I can be. Yeah, that makes sense. I got you. 
good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a good answer. Don't be a naughty boy. Don't be a naughty In boy. In conclusion, don't be a naughty boy. Don't Speaking of naughty, naughty things, boy. let's go into some current event stories. Oh yeah, um, I sent you this. Um, <laughs> there's a sex tape that was leaked, <laughs> and man. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Sometimes my community puts me in these tough positions where I need to come and say, well, no one has asked me to, but I'm going to do it. Uh, a Senate staffer caught filming gay sex tape in a Senate <laughs> hearing room. That's from dailycaller.com. Leaked amateur pornography shows a congressional staffer having anal sex with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room. Video obtained by the Daily Caller shows. The alleged staffer can also be seen in a photo naked on all fours looking back at the camera. <laughs> I just got a pop-up. I was reading this article. Uh, Looking back at the camera on the table where senators often sit to ask questions during a hearing, it appears, Uh apparently this point was important from the the person who wrote the article, Uh it appears to be unprotected sex. (laughs) A source identified the room to the Daily Caller as Senate Room Heart 216, the judiciary judiciary room. The caller blurred out his face because his identity uh, has not been confirmed um yep that's them right there having sex in the and it's blurred out but in the senate hearing room um and from my understanding uh i'm sorry i like how it says watch (laughs) in big letters uh, watch (laughs) on the yeah oh i'm sorry i'm so sorry if you can hear that audio in the background (laughs) turn it up turn it up i'm not putting this audio out there whoa whoa dude i did not see that I read the article. Oh. I read the article, but that was what happened to my phone. No, it just it, it just closed up. But um oh. dude. God doesn't want me talking about this stuff, that's why it closed up. Ah <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so I what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> like give um, me the train of thought on this. <sighs> like what are we thinking? Imagine you're the two individuals. What are we thinking? I think it, one thing about my community, and uh, it, it's it's funny because I was just talking to your wife um after a I consider I just came back from a date after a date that I had. Um, and, and we got into talking about the gay community and different communities, you know, different communities, uh, whether it's a gay community, um, a community of, you know, um, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's an Indian yeah. community, there's a Hispanic community, a Mexican community, whatever. There's many cultures out there, many communities. Uh, I think each community has strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I think one of the weaknesses or something that we can be better about in the gay community is the sexualization um, because it's it's highly sexualized. Um, okay. I think, you know, we... I can see that. Yeah. We, yeah, we talk about sex like it's nothing. We'll just take a trip down to the neighborhood and just see the stores that are there. It's highly, highly sexualized. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything bad with sex um, or negative with sex. Um but it's almost, I mean, and I've caught myself too. I'm not, I'm not perfect. And, you know, just kind of hooking up left and right without having any sort of meaningful connection with the other individual. That's where I feel we can do better. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I mean, it's not only in the gay community that, that this happens. I right, think it's, right. it's normal in the heterosexual community, just in communities overall, um, you know, sex without meaningful connection, um, is, Probably not the right. It doesn't make me feel healthy about myself, you know. Um, so I I think because we tend to be as a community highly sexualized, it leads to us doing riskier things. You know, we push the button 
having sex in a Senate room <laughs> is pushing the button to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, and, and and we're okay with taking those risks because it seems like, you know, we're we're okay with sex. Yeah. You know, really okay with it. Um, so I think we just push the 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 buttons. Um, do people say push the envelope? Is that another metaphor? Yeah, that's I another can, one. I, I that's another one, yeah. Push the envelope. I don't understand that one because I don't push the it. envelope. It like feels envelope. right in this moment. Um, but anyway, we're we're the point is I think we take more sexualized risks. Okay. And um, and yeah, and I mean this video, I believe it was it was shared in a internal okay. private group. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would imagine maybe like a. F- a group friends chat yeah, or like whatever a, like a group me but yeah. it ended up getting leaked um to the media and now you know there's I, yeah. so i gotta so i gotta i gotta say something so you share this video amongst uh, some so, uh, amongst a friend group right i feel like if you're gonna share a video like that you need to share it with like your ride or die friends that right, are yeah. not gonna send things to the media because that's how we got leaked which makes me wonder like do they want this to get leaked Oh. Well, what would be the plus pluses of I don't, that? I, don't, I have no idea what you would, you would gain from that. But Maybe like publicity or something? Yeah. I have, I have but their no names idea. are not on there. No, their names are not there. But I'm sure that <laughs> within Washington circles, they're going to know who it was. Because it's going to be, one, they're going to know who sent that message out there. And, you know, within the Washington thir- circles, you know, I think the names will eventually come out. Now, Just like if DPD had a sex tape like this yeah the general public may not want to like further investigate mm-hmm. but within dpd you'll know who it was eventually there's going to be rumors flying and circulating and you're going to find out who it was so in my opinion i don't think that that gives you the best rep no it doesn't you so, know what i mean yeah i don't understand what the agenda behind it is but oh maybe they're trying to make a career in like adult adult entertainment dude maybe that's our <laughs> only fans trailer or something i don't know actually you know what maybe like for real hey later on in the podcast um last episode i shared a a letter that i sent up to our neighbor who um has you know we we um has been causing some ruckus (laughs) because he lives on top of us so he just moves around a lot not to his fault i mean it's just the way the building was built it was poorly built and um we can hear him walking around at all times of the day so i sent him a, a kind letter uh, i think it's been better has it been better yeah i think he's been gone <laughs> i see i've seen his suv downstairs so yeah but he, like ubers everywhere i think no but i've seen like i've seen it not there and then like the next day i see it there so oh, i feel like enough. he's been here you feel like he's been even here. though he told us he wasn't gonna be here i think he's been here i don't think he's been here as frequently as you anyway later on in the podcast i will share his response with us so what is this so what's what is this next one that's what i will do oh did you hear about the car the car uh ran into biden's motorcade no i didn't i did not hear about that a car smashed into the park into a parked suv that was part of president biden's motorcade near his campaign headquarters in wilmington delaware uh, the sedan hit a U.S. Secret Service vehicle being closed, being used to close off intersections as a visibly stunned President Biden was walking from the campaign office to his waiting armored SUV. The sedan then tried to continue into a closed off in- intersection before Secret Service personnel surrounded the vehicle with weapons drawn and instructed, instructed the driver to put his hands 
Uh, President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden had just finished a meal with members of his re-election team at the time of the incident, according to the White House. Dang. Pool report. Biden was ushered into his waiting vehicle where his wife was already seated before being driven swiftly back to their home. Neither the president nor the First Lady were harmed. Um, do we think they're trying to go after Biden or do we think it was just maybe a drunk driver? I think... Um Man, with all the stuff going on nowadays, it's hard to. It could either be it could be either one of those. If I had to guess, they they could have it could have um, been they could have been trying to send a message to the Biden. I don't know. They could have been trying to trying to do something to to the Biden family and obviously missed. But um, then again, like a drunk driver, like it's it, it's reasonable for them to crash into things. I was almost hit by one the other day on a traffic stop. Almost totaled my almost told my car, and. Um, it's reasonable to assume that they would do that, but with what's going on nowadays and the political hostility, political climate, I, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some intention Dude, behind it. It's crazy because I was, I was at dinner yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our first annual, uh, end of year dinner. We went to like a nice steakhouse and just had dinner with just me and two friends. What's um, the steakhouse? It was at Dakota's in Dallas. How much was the bill? As for me to know. And for I think the audience wants not, to know not to care. Hey, about how it. much was a cup of wine? Um, so it was funny because I was seated next to the table, and this um, older lady was like seated right behind me. She was like, "You know what? You know what? F Joe Biden!" <laughs> wow, <laughs> like she, was scre- she was screaming it, dude. She was like, "You know what? You know what?" And then she was like having this whole pop political speech was um, she with like people or something yeah i think she was like with her husband. it looked like the, the way i saw it i may be wrong but it looked like she was dining with her husband and then like another couple oh wow yeah and she said that stuff out loud yeah she was screaming Jeez. i was like lady relax relax no i i think you know what everybody has their political beliefs it's okay uh now to want to do harm to a president because that's, that's so extreme because you disagree with their political beliefs uh, yeah that is completely extreme and yeah yeah i mean i respect the office of the president the office of the president um i don't have to respect the pre- president's beliefs yeah. but i also don't think you should harm the guy because i don't know. think you should, yeah you should not i don't think you should harm anybody no matter what their beliefs right. are. that is true. crazy yeah what craziness i did not hear about this 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 I typically can watch the. I typically watch the news sometimes. When I'm doing cardio at the gym or like when I'm at the station and news are playing. I did not hear about this whatsoever. Makes me think maybe it was just a drunk driver. I think so too. You know what I mean? I think it's we probably would hear more if there was like an assass- assassination attempt or something like a threat. Like to the so, right, right. Okay. Which, by the way, I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before, but I once had. Um, I was in training, and an executive threat call came out. It was a priority one call, which means like lights and sirens, um, and an executive threat call. Uh, and and I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So I've never had one of those. And I can't recall like what was the what were the comments on the call sheet or anything. I never seen it that like after that. But and I think we did have either. I think we had somebody in town that during that time. But yeah, it was like a it was a priority one and everything. Oop the mic i i never had anything like that but did you know like when when you're driving around you know how you like do a simple mark out on the computer yeah do you know sometimes if you hit the if you hit a specific block number it'll say like 
such and such U.S. district attorney lives at this location. Oh, I didn't know at that. This block. Yeah, dude, I've gotten multiple of those hits, and it's like, oh. and it says be on the lookout, or like, or it says, or it'll it'll be like, or it'll say something like, um, "Have you seen those in mostly in Channel One now?" I've seen a few of them, and I've seen quite a few. Because I never one. seen them in Channel Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen quite a few in Channel One, and it'd be like, and Channel Three for those listening is like the southeast part hood. of Dallas, which is a hood. hood. That's where we worked, um, but now Sahaj works in in the central part of Dallas, where there's more affluence around. Yeah, and so like I've seen one where it's like, where it's like, U.S. whatever lives at this location has been experiencing threats, like on a simple, just like a mark out, and I'm just like, oh, I had no idea such person lived here, but this guess that's it's good to know. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty gnarly, but that's like. Um, Nah, it's just a that's a police thing. You went to Colorado. Can I say that? Well, I already said yeah, it. You already so. said it, so. Yeah, I went to Colorado. Went to Colorado Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah. Dude, beautiful. Oh, I Colorado love Breckenridge. So it's so nice, dude. yeah. Breckenridge is so beautiful. Just like I feel like the scenery in Colorado, oh. I, I have not been to a state where I've seen such pretty scenery. And I that's the reason I want to have a cabin out there one day. Unmatched. Yeah, it's unmatched. Really, it's really pretty. Our Airbnb was on like acreage. There was like just a couple houses around us, and a bunch of open land and mountains behind us. Like waking up, drinking coffee every morning to the mountains was awesome. Um, downtown Breckenridge, beautiful. Skied, of course, did that. Um, How was that for you? I like skiing. I think, um, you know, we did a little bit of bunny slopes, and then we went off like the went off to like this. The actual slope, which was a mistake. I should have stayed more on the bunny slopes for a little bit. But I thought, I, I think I got used to skiing pretty pretty easily. I would like to do this again for sure. Would you be down to go snowboarding someday? No, because I want to master skiing first. Oh, my God. Snowboarding from everyone that, that, that does it, even like one of our friends that did it over there, it's hard, dude. Like, it's hard. It's a can hard you just, challenge. Can you just try it? Like, take a lesson or something? I would do it if I could take a lesson. Now, for that, I would need a lesson. For skiing, was a little easier to pick up without the lesson. But snowboarding, I would definitely need a lesson. Because on that, I would dude. be down to take a snowboarding trip, and I think I'm gonna start doing these at the beginning of the year, like I'm doing this uh, in 2024. Um, but I'd I'd be down if you go snowboarding at least, and we can go to a smaller resort where it's gonna be like cheaper to get lessons and to have a lift pass. It'd probably be like. A lot cheaper than a, a, like those big resorts, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of I'll knock out a lesson too, you know. Yeah, it'd be something I'd need a lesson to do uh, to do snowboarding, but um, so when we landed in in Colorado, 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 we stayed in Denver the first night because we all got there super late. Yeah, we stayed at a hotel. Um, yeah, it was close to the airport, right? And <clears throat> when we got our room, we had eight beds in our room and this is literally just a regular hotel room this isn't like a freaking suite or anything like that so the question was was why the hell are there eight bedrooms in one hotel room typically it's just two beds yeah maybe even one bed in some of them right well um they said the hotel staff said that there was a um i think what did they say it was like an event tomorrow or there was a big group coming tomorrow so i'm like okay like whatever I mean, it is what it is like, i'm still gonna sleep here but it was obviously very illegal it's a fire code ha- it's a fire hazard it's a code hazard 
there's a bunch of like in there's only one bathroom and there's only one entrance and exit so eight beds imagine two people for a bed that's about 16 people in one room assuming there's uh, two people in each bed even even just eight people in one room is ridiculous with one bathroom and one exit no very illegal i didn't think much of it i was like okay whatever maybe like maybe like there's a shitload of people coming well, there was a shitload of people coming because the next morning I woke up and I go downstairs for breakfast and there's a freaking butt ton of people in the lobby. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, turns out these were the migrants that were being shipped from various states to sanctuary cities. So there was hundreds of people in the lobby and I'm talking like three-year-old kids to like freaking 70-year-old adults. Yeah. Um, obviously, so, so you got to witness firsthand, uh, firsthand. What, what was happening. Yeah, firsthand. Uh, some of them were very dirty. Some of them looked like they had been like through the ringer, like traveling wise, which you can only imagine how chaotic that was for them, right? Um, uh, a humanitarian crisis, I would say. And yeah. um, and regardless of your opinions, humanitarian crisis. Um, but anyway, um. It was insane. So I was. So I finally was able to. Put and it you know, and and by the way, Sahaj says like some of them were very dirty to kind of paint a picture of of like the struggle that the people yeah. have been through. I think right. Not yeah. not to like demean them. Or no, no, no. The, obviously, I just wanted to clarify yeah. that because yeah. I, that could be taken in. <laughs> yeah. No. Like they were like dirty. Like clo- like dirty clothing like, looked like their looked journey like, was long. Journey was long. They, you know what I mean? It. There was kids there, um, like very young kids who looked like they probably hadn't changed clothes in a while. I mean, it was it was quite the scene. So finally put I finally put it together. Like, oh crap! They're housing all the migrants inside of these hotel rooms, eight to a room or maybe sixteen to a room. I don't know. And then um, they had a whole separate area in the lobby for the migrants for like breakfast and stuff like that. And then I was like, and I was like, dude, this is insane. And the, it, it, the story gets the story gets even more interesting. So when we were about to check out of the hotel and we we're about to go um, on our way to Breckenridge, you know, I couldn't help but think like, what do they do all day? You know, what did the migrants do all day? So, dude, they were like loitering outside of like all the businesses. You saw like three year old kids in front of gas stations sitting down on a sidewalk playing on their phones or whatever. You saw like adults with adults just loitering with other adults in front of all the businesses on the strip over there. And I'm like. And I, I was just baffled by it. And I was like, I was like, I didn't know this. T- I didn't know Denver was one having, uh, I didn't know Denver was a sanctuary city. And I also yeah. didn't know Denver was having problems with it. I div- definitely didn't expect to <laughs> run into, run into this. And, and you know what? It kind of, I'm kind of glad I did because I, I can actually like speak on it now and see that I've been exposed to this. And I was like, dude, like, I don't know, man, it was crazy. Cause I was just thinking like humanitarian crisis is definitely a humanitarian crisis at one end. And I know like we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say like, yeah, we need to secure, we need to secure our borders and stuff like that. But like, then when you see this, it's like for sure secure the border, but then it's like, well, what do we do about these people? They're human as well. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they're freaking tough, human, yeah. freaking kids, dude. But anyway, um, I thought that exposure was crazy because I can, because I think there are more bus loads coming. Um, oh, there's a huge care. Luckily, I think luckily coming. we got out of there. Um, <laughs> It's a tough thing. Uh, it is a tough thing. And I read an article about Texas and New, the Texas governor, Governor Abbott in Texas. Uh, I'm sorry, in the New York uh, Mayor Adams, whatever his name is, Adams. I don't know. I think that's his last name, Mayor Adams. Um, More loser. He, 
they're they're clashing because of uh, Texas sending uh, migrants over to New York, and New York's like, yo, we can't handle it. So I think what New York did is implemented a local rule um, fining bus companies uh, a certain amount if they drop off migrants at at an undesignated location or during undesignated hours um so they're not like they're 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 uh, making it harder uh for migrants to be dropped off for the bus companies you know so they're trying to like prevent migrants from coming to the city of new york um now let me ask you this Hmm. do you agree with governor governor's abbott's methods here or political strategy or strategy i don't know whether political or not i think it's a political strategy um in busing migrants to other cities well that's a question that uh you don't have to answer it no i'll answer answer. i like answering these questions are controversial controversy rules um do i agree once upon a time i honestly did agree i really did i was like you know what this is a statement to send to these blue states who want to ignore the problem of what's going on at the texas border arizona border whatever I was like, he's sending a message. Send that message. I mean, we don't have the capability here in Texas. If we don't want to, we don't want to house them. So we're gonna ship them over to Chicago, Denver, freaking New York, whatever. Well, and it's one thing I think, in the hearts of, of everybody, I think kindness rules. Um, If we could house them, I think we would. You know, we would want to house the ones who who we feel really need it, because in those. In those caravan groups also, you know, I think the majority of people do want to do better for themselves. Um, but there's also... Hard to tell when they haven't been vetted, but yeah. It's also hard to tell, and, and it's and it's in that group of people, there's people maybe who aren't the best people. Right, um, 100%. And, and that's where we run into an issue. And I mean, that is an issue in itself, but I think just we don't have the capacity. You know, it's kind of like... It's like it's, like it's full. It's full. We just don't have the capacity or the resources to make it happen. Right. And that's why my, listen, my mom was an immigrant. She came here illegally. Um, and that's why my heart is kind of like split. She came here over 20 years ago, but it doesn't matter. She, she used the same methods some of these people are using. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. if it weren't for her doing that, I wouldn't have the life I now have. Yeah. Um, so it's just I, I'm stuck in this in this issue. Yeah, and I love Mother Jesus. Um, but also, it's kind of. But I also recognize the reality and the the issue, the problems that this has caused. Um, and I wish our leaders would do better in addressing the issue. But they turn, they turn their cheeks. Is that the right metaphor? <laughs> they turn their cheek to it. Yeah, they're getting their cheeks cheeks cha- <laughs> clapped by all these migrants they, right now. They they. They ignore the issue. They ignore the issue. Um, and it, it's it's sad. It truly is. Let me say something. Let me say something. Let me say something. I think <clears throat> once upon a time I used to think that shipping the shipping the migrants to like different blue states was, was a clever move until I was exposed to what I saw in Denver. And then I re- it was easy for me to commentate behind a phone and a freaking news article at one like. Like when I had that opinion, but now when I actually saw this firsthand, I saw, I saw, I was able to put more. I was able, it was, my mind was able to process. Like, hey, these are actual humans. Like these aren't freaking like 
this shit like this is real stuff and they've probably been through some real real shit like in, in their journey right so I recognize that. Now my thing is, okay, let's say we don't ship them to these sanctuary cities, right? Um, What's the alternative? Sh- ship them back to where they came from is the only other alternative I can think about. Yeah. That's the only other thing I think about. Like fly them, bust them back to wherever they came from. I don't and know. I, and I, 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 I think from my very little knowledge of what actually goes on in the border. Right. I, I feel like that would be the right solution because we can't, if we, hell, we can't keep up with, with resources for the people we already have here in America. Yeah. hundred um, percent. We can't even, we keep just cannot, up. you know, and, and I think this needs to be a comprehensive solution because I still feel for the people who want to come over here and actually make their lives better. Yes. Um, I think we have a lot of foreign aid going out. And we ought to be more accountable on how we're using that foreign aid. But I think we ought to use the foreign aid and, and we should establish, you know, maybe at the United States embassies or get, work with these governments of Mexico, of Honduras, Venezuela, uh, of Nicaragua, of El Salvador, of, you know, these uh, where the, where they're coming from, these people work with their governments. Let's find a a process for these people who truly want to come out here and make their lives better. Um, let's find a an affordable process for them to be able to go to local offices within their countries and, um, and make it easier for them to come seek a better life here in the United States. It's going to take a lot of diplomacy um, and a lot of work both on both ends, but you know, we need to avoid, we need to avoid kind of just saying like, it's okay for you to just come here. Like, in waves like you like people are coming in waves and the solution is yo we're not taking you in waves we cannot do that imagine if 10 people just showed up to your apartment right now or your home yeah like, imagine hey. if 10 people just showed up to your apartment like yo um we need help and you're like your heart feels like yo i want to help you shit i don't i'm gonna be the first to tell you i don't want to help I, me. you know I, if, if i see well i mean if you you know mom with her kid or something like my heart would be like right, you know i want to help you like i feel bad for you you know, and you tell me your backstory. I want to help you. I, I I can't take ten people in my apartment. I can barely help to feed myself. You can barely wipe your own ass. And and you know, and that's why I have a bidet. But <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if ten people showed up here, and I'm like, you know, and and ten good people, and after those ten people, <laughs> oh, they haven't been vetted yet, so you don't. <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't even yeah. know. But you know, if I see a mother in here and she tells me her story, my heart hurts you, for her. You probably believe it. Yeah, um, I would believe it too. You know, but then I see a guy with tattoos on his face, and I'm like, sir, you need to go. <laughs> You're like, ooh, that turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, but anyway, um, you know, I can't take ten people in my apartment. Yeah, I can't. You can't. And you know that's basically what's happening. Now, what if? Okay, th- this is th- th- this is a good segue in what I was about to get into. What if the government's like Tony? You take these ten people in your apartment. We will give you government grants. We will give you. Well, that's what the we'll, government's we'll, doing. We'll, yeah. we'll, t- we'll take care of you financially. You get tax breaks or whatever. That's what the government is doing to these yeah. hotels. So when you see eight beds in one room, it only makes sense as these hotel owners are taking advantage of the government resources that are being handed out. 100% business move. Like This is a business move all the way. It's putting money back into their pockets. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not, that's literally what that's literally what they're trying to do. Right. And, and, and that's what we can't send that message of, yeah, you'll come here to America and we'll house you and we'll feed you and everything. 
that's not the right message to be sending because again they're going to just keep coming in waves yeah um i think we need to make it easier uh to and work with these uh, foreign governments set up local offices uh it's a long process easier said than done um and the logistics of it all it's going to take time and effort uh but i think we can do that as opposed to and then as opposed to just saying come here we'll take care of it you know wait let's be more proactive on this issue than reactive is what I'm trying to say. And like you said, I think without any knowledge of knowing what's going on at the southern border, really, I would have to go down there myself and see it and like learn about it and spend two weeks over there. No, and you know what? If I were a person in politics and Congress, if I were the president of the United States, I would go down there. I will office out of the southern border because it's a major issue for our country. I will find out what's going on, understand, really understand the issue. You know what these politicians Not don't do? It. I'm about to get to honest about You know what they do, our leaders? They don't really understand the issue. They're brief on it by God knows who, and it's like a telephone. You they're, know? they're briefed they're on brief- it by the two guys having gay sex in the room, dude. <laughs> and you know what? And it, they don't really understand the issue. How are you going to fix an issue if you don't really understand it? You got to go They there. don't read legislation. It's sad. It, quite frankly, it's sad. If I were the president of the United States, I would go down there. I would office out of southern Texas for a couple of weeks. I would understand the issue as best as I could. I'd come back to Washington. I'd work with Congress people to get this, this matter resolved. Um, it's not going to happen because people don't want to work as hard as I, yeah. as I work, I think. Quite frankly. Well, I think but, the Biden administration doesn't want to work as hard as you work. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and half of Congress doesn't want to work as hard as half of Congress. I think if, uh, if not all of Congress doesn't work as hard as the average American person works as hard as you work putting in. A, and you don't work very hard, let me tell you. But they don't, they probably don't work as hard as you work. They probably, they probably don't. don't. They definitely don't put in the hours that you put in. They're you putting know? people in jail, baby. They don't put they don't put in the hours that you put in. It's sad because they don't work hard and they got it. They have to work hard because they have to solve these gigantic issues you know and i ought to send them all you know what congressional retreat down to the southern border come back with the solution to fix this issue and fix the the issue with the millions of immigrants already living in the united states it's not as easy as gather them up send them all back excuse me everybody has established some sort of life here come come up with a comprehensive solution please where we're going to weed out people who are criminals and send them back, but we're going to keep the majority of the good people who have established their lives here, who pay taxes here, and, and and give them some rights, you know, because again, they pay taxes. It's sad to me that some immigrants pay taxes, yet they don't have the right to vote. You know, and also the politicians that, that are, that have no other choice, they can't ignore, like Governor Abbott, he can't ignore this. The governor of Arizona can't ignore it. Like, this is right at their footsteps. So the fact that you have different congressional people ignoring what's going on at the board at the border despite there being a huge humanitarian crisis like forget about the illegals and illegal part of it let's talk about the humanitarian issue going on there i just think that it's 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 insane that you would just completely ignore what's going on down there and then expect governor expect the governor of these the, the governors of these states to take action that's why yeah. governor abbott's sent trying to send a message doing it now whether well, you yeah. agree with his message or not right he, here's a statistic right here this will put in a perspective for for people who are listening here's a stat customs and border protection encountered over two hundred seventy-five thousand illegal aliens crossing our borders nationwide in april 
alone. This is April of 2023. It's a quarter of a million people, a little over a quarter and, of a million and people. Do you really think do you really think there are that many goddamn border patrol agents? Hell no. Not no. even close to deal yeah, with all it's, that. It's yeah. And wow. look, since Biden That's overwhelming. Since Biden took office, over 6.2 million illegal aliens have been encountered at the nation's borders, and over 2 million of them have been released into the nation's interior. Now I got another statistic. It says this is insane. In 2021, DOJ reported a uh, DOJ report revealed 64% of federal arrests in 2018 involved non-citizens. Non-citizens. 64% of federal arrests involved non-citizens. That's 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 that's, that's kind of enamoring, right? Border, Pro, Border, Border Patrol agents have encountered thousands of illegal aliens with prior criminal convictions including assault rape and murder the true extent of these crimes by illegal aliens remains unknown because there are also 1.5 million unaccounted for gotaways in quotation so they got away basically since biden's term began now this yeah i mean that's these statistics dude they're crazy i'm telling you man they're crazy i, I I'm think just saying in- <clears throat> Are you done with the immigration stats? These are the stats that I These have. These are the yeah. stats. Thank you, Saj, for the stats. I think in conclusion, um, our politicians have turned the blind eye. Is that another good metaphor to use? Here? I think that's a better one. Turn, Turn the, the blind eye because they act like they're blind. They blind. Yeah. They, they, they're acting like they're blind towards the uh, immigration issue. Yeah. It's a issue that has been an issue for decades. Decades. Um, and that has not, it's not been resolved. And it's sad, not resolved. quite frankly, for a developed sad. country to not resolve an issue as big as an immigration. Um, I guess it'll take me, guys. It'll take me to get up to Congress and then um, I'll have to go do it, Tahaj. Little old me, little short, five, five, little Hispanic here running for Congress there you go. eventually. And I've got to start with immigration. I guess I'll have to do it. I'll, have to I'll come down to the border with you, dude. Don't worry. I'll have to I'll lead by there. example. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I did. Listen, God bless us. And I hope we. I hope our politicians have the, <coughs> the wisdom. I, I, I pray for that, that God gives them the wisdom to resolve this issue once and for all. I really do. And, and to do it in a humanitarian way. Um, to really target criminals, hardcore criminals, because I think there are hardcore criminals who are who are here yeah. illegally, and they need to go. Quite yeah. frankly, they, they need, need to go. They need to but go, also go. to have the compassion for the people who have been here for a number of years, developed a uh, life who here, have developed a life here, contributing, uh, contributing to society, who have ne- who don't have a criminal record to their names, no record. Um, you know, so I, th- I think we need to be compassionate at the same time. Compact. Come up with it. We'll pray for you, Congress. That is all. Since we're on the topic of uh, politics, should we continue? Yeah, we should. This is going to be a political podcast for two. Jeez, you wrote a whole paragraph here. I'll let you read that. You know, I was looking into the the states um, removing Trump off the ballot. Trump. And um, have you heard of of this happening. Of course I have. Um, I was not very happy when I found out Colorado, when I was in Colorado, was doing such stupid things. How did you feel? What was your initial reaction? I was pissed. I was like, why the hell am I here supporting this type of a state? I don't think just... Okay, you're financially supporting the state. I'm financially supporting the freaking, you know, the tourism tourism thing. And I was pissed. I was like, 
how the hell are they going to do that to Daddy Donnie T when I'm on vacation in that goddamn state? I was so freaking fed up with it. I even talked to some people when I, that I was taking the trip with, and we basically all came to agreement that it's ridiculous. You shouldn't do it whether you like them or not. There you go. How does a state, how state judges, a state Supreme Court, trying to act like they are the federal Supreme Court of the United States? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to conclude mm-hmm. that Trump did something unconstitutional during uh, January 6th, and then they're going to remove him off the ballot. What a twisted and back backwards way of working, honestly. You're not the federal Supreme Court. Relax, okay? Um, and honestly it's just it's and i i think i would be this passionate if it were if they were removing a democrat who had been in the same situation it's just it's it's kind of like it, it's obvious and if it's not obvious to you whether you're a democrat or a republican if it's not obvious that this is a personal attack on a candidate who's not well liked yeah um and 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 you're okay with with ripping a little bit of democracy because of a because you personally don't like him if you're okay with that then do you really believe in democracy? Do you believe in democracy? Because it doesn't seem like it. And you know what? I I stand with the uh, Californian um, Secretary of State, the, the California, California Secretary of State. Basically, the Lieutenant Governor of California came in, told the uh, Secretary, Secretary of State of California, she said, hey, find any, and I'm paraphrasing, find any legal avenue to remove Trump off the ballot um, because of this Colorado Supreme Court decision, find a legal a- avenue to remove Trump off the ballot. And of, and listen, at the end of the day, does it even matter? Because we know California and Colorado are going to vote blue, so it doesn't matter. But it's it's print it's the principle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the Lieutenant Governor of California said, find a legal way to get rid of Donald Trump off the ballot. Get it, get rid of him off the ballot in California. Um, the lieutenant governor sent a letter to the secretary of state saying this in California. And the secretary of state came back and said, I'm not participating in partisan politics here. Oh, wow. And she made it known that she did not like Trump, you know, whatever. But she still said Trump is staying on the ballot. Like, we're not ripping away democracy and the people's right to vote for a certain candidate just because we don't like him. I'm surprised so that I she st- even said that, but yeah, it's good for I her. Stand good on, and good she's, on her. she's a Democrat, mm-hmm. and I, I stand with her because in that issue, in that yeah. front, that she did the right thing. Though it was mm-hmm. difficult, I bet, for her because, you know, she, she was under a lot of political pressure from the lieutenant governor of the state of California, and she did the right thing. So good for her. Um, and that's, I mean, she's a Democrat, and it would have probably been political advant- advantageous for her to do this. But she didn't. Wow. Good so for good her. for her. I think yeah, Sherry yeah. something. Something good came out of Cal- something <laughs> something fair came out of California. Yeah, and then in Maine, let's talk about Maine. Oh, what happened in Maine? A top election <laughs> official, she said I think it was a Secretary of State. She said, eh, we're removing Trump off the ballot. How do you make that <laughs> that <That's laughs> decision so yourself? One person one person makes that decision. Can that decision be upheld it's by in, just one person? It's insane. Well, it's probably going to be taken to the Supreme Court. It's going to get shot down. States and they're going to get shot down. Yeah, and they're both like, the states. And, and uh, some people have argued, well, they can write in Donald Trump's name. And I believe I read for Colorado, even if they write in Col- uh, Donald Trump's name, they won't count it. Um, oh, that's so bogus. So it it's ins- so it, it's really and and you know 
That is so bogus. And I saw Trump flags in Colorado. I'd like to make the yeah. I'd like to say that too. When I was in Colorado, I saw Trump flags. It is. It, it is really. And I know they're talking about Donald Trump was anti anti democracy in January six. But can we talk about? Can we change the perspective? Can we change the narrative here? Can we have a new? Uh, a, a news um, cycle here and talk about how the Democrats are interfering now with the 2024 election. Can yeah. we do that? Media, ABC, CBS, CNN. NBC, CNN. Can we change the news cycle here? Because this is this is outright, and I mean outright election interference. I think the Secretary of State of California would agree. Can we change the narrative here for a little bit? Or no? Are we going to continue with the same narrative and just... Oh, this is what they did, dude. But dude, and think, well, think about this. Um, he hasn't been convicted of anything, right? So, what what are we doing? Why, if you're if you were gonna start with removing someone's name off the ballot, which is uh, unconstitutional, how far are you gonna? How far can this possibly go? What's the, what's your next move? Someone says something you don't like, and you try to you try to you know what I mean? Like if we're if, if we're talking about democracy over here then you're you are already you know eliminating the concept of democracy by removing uh daddy donnie t's name off of the ballot but the thing is how far are you willing to take that now i don't know i don't know it's a scary thought it's a scary thought <clears throat> i i try to be as objective as i possibly can be um i recognize that there's a lot of people out there who don't like donald trump that's right. okay. I'm okay with that. It's okay to not um, like someone. <laughs> I personally don't like the guy all that much, but I still voted for him. And you don't like Donald Trump election. all that much? I think he's just he needs to go kind about of, some things differently. But I don't you know, know why I like that guy so much. <laughs> I like him a lot. Maybe um, because he's maybe because he's like savage, <laughs> like savagery. However, I I I do think he's the most authentic politician that we've had in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also find Barack Obama to be inspiring too. And I did find Barack and I do find Barack Obama to be authentic too. Um, So I am, listen, I am, I've been a Democrat and I've been a Republican and I don't know in 10 years, I may change my mind. This might hurt me when I run for office, by the way, it might hurt me a lot. Um, But I believe in having an open mind and open heart uh, when it comes to these issues, mm-hmm. and I learned from both parties. Um, however, and I, I ask and I challenge you, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, mm-hmm. to just have an open mind from time to time. Keep, keep an open mind, keep an open heart, um, and don't just shut things out um, because they're red or blue. Um, at the end of of the day, we're all we're all people, and uh, yeah. I'm hoping we that all believe red, right? I'm hoping the Supreme Court, um, this both these go to Supreme Court and sh- shoot it down. Do you know his approval ratings by any chance? Who's? Do you know Donald Trump's right now? No, no. Is it is there? Does that stuff come out yet or no? Is it too early? I don't. What do you mean approval? Like polls? Like polls? How, yeah, polls. How he's doing? I think right now, as of right now, the general consensus is he'll be um, Joe Biden in a in a uh, uh, in an election in a general election. Now, uh, as of December 18, 2003, Donald Trump's favorability amongst Republicans is 78% favorable. And then according to another source, 84% favorable. So it seems like he, amongst the standing Republican candidates, has the edge despite not even having to um, debate even once, you know. I, so I guess 
you know, like him or like him or not, he's gonna be um he could be the Republican runner up. Is that correct? Probably, right? Yeah, I think he's gonna be the well, this, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I think New Hampshire is the first, or Iowa, the mm-hmm. Iowa caucuses are the first that happened, the, the first primary election to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those results fall. That's going to give us kind of um, a lot of how Republicans in, in, in at least the state of Iowa are thinking. And, um, you know, whether Trump has a big lead with the Republicans or not such a big lead. And does Iowa define the Republican sentiment across the country? I don't think so. I don't uh, know. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how the results come out because a lot of the candidates are going to be making changes based off of that election um, before they head into New Hampshire, I think, which is the second one, I think. I may be wrong. Um, but yeah, so... There's, there's that. There's that. There's that. We're going more into politics. Getting more into politics. You remember what? last time? Are we? Oh yeah. No, I, was, I was about to switch gears. Here. Oh no, we're not switching. Yeah. Do you remember when I talked about Travis Kelsey and the Pfizer commercials? Kind of went off on that little tan, uh, rant before. Yeah. Okay. I just want the so. Well, you have my notes, so you already know how much he made. Anyway. Wait. No. Can you say that again? Because I wasn't. I'm not listening no problem remember we went remember we talked about travis kelsey taylor swift and how My boy I went travis on, yeah and how i went off on the rant on travis kelsey um becoming a, a pfizer puppet like the pfizer puppet commercial for the commercial sure, i don't appreciate you talking about my boy but yeah so do you, the audience, I want the audience to know how much money this man made off the Pfizer commercial. Okay. $20 million just off the Pfizer commercials. Good for him. Yeah, so that's a big payday His for... T- Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, they're suffering. Travis? Yeah, and so... We love you, but what are you doing? So obviously we know that he's being paid to do these commercials, right? No, $20 million is insane. And and you know what? Give that man... The man started in the air. Like, give the man the money. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to think... I'm just trying to think out loud right here. If I was Travis Kelsey and Pfizer offered me twenty million dollars, I like, dude, that is all. For, that is so much money. That is so much. Sounds money. like you'd take I, it. No, so you'd no, become a Pfizer I, puppy no, really quick. No, I, I know no, you will. No. There is no way in heaven 20. that you would not become a Pfizer puppet. You're like, where do you want to poke me, Pfizer? I'm here. Poke me in the ass. Poke me wherever you want to poke me, Pfizer. Where's my twenty poke million me in the balls? No, I was oh, just thinking. Come on, this I'm, guy. <laughs> This guy, dude. Okay, twenty million dollars is hella enticing. I'm just gonna say that. But my thing is, I'd probably go to. This, I would like to think that I was I'm authentic enough to go to a company that sort of meets even for like a little lesser of a payday. He's like Johnson and Johnson. I'm <laughs> right here. Where's your COVID vaccine? <laughs> yeah, no, no, like maybe go towards like some little like you know a company that doesn't necessarily believe in the mandates and and do stuff for them maybe even for lesser money. I would hope I do that. But twenty million dollars is shitload of money. So I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that's oh, just no. it. Uh, all just, it takes is a Pfizer rep to come up to you and be like, "Hey, Sahaj, <laughs> let me just be real with you, dude. We don't even." care about vaccine mandates but this whole thing that the government is pushing really helps our pockets you understand that right Taj? you love money as much as i love money right you get that right shit hey, i'll buy a gt3 rs the next day dude we, you Damn. know what we give you that gt3 rs with the 20 million just sign here do a couple commercials for us please man oh god damn it i'm sold shit yeah 
He'll do it. <laughs> Talks so much crap, but you know, he sees the dollar bills and he's like, yeah. $20 million. Yeah. Like, what time do you want me to get poked? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Like, give me, give me, give me give the Give me fake all one. the vaccines. Yeah, give all me the all vaccines. of them. Yeah. All, your, At once, too. Your ninth edition vaccine, please. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $20 million. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with the audience. Cheese and crackers. My, man made tw- my man's made $20 million with those commercials. That's obviously exclusive. And he obviously is making more money. Honestly, if Pfizer salary. came and wanted to uh, sponsor the podcast, I'd probably be like, sure, whatever. But just know, no. No, we're not doing that. Okay. No, because then we got to advertise them at the beginning of the yeah, show. You're going to read the commercial. People, no, and then people are going to see, like, oh, these guys are Pfizer. <laughs> these are Pfizer puppets. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying anything against, I don't think I've said anything against Pfizer. Listen, I'm not, I haven't taken the va- vaccine, but would I do a commercial? I guess it would be fake if I do a commercial because I'm like, it kind of it, it would be be, it, be it's like, not being authentic Pfizer, is what that is. I haven't taken the vaccine, but I would do a commercial maybe like, "Hello everybody, my name is Tony from the Tony Gallo show and my friends have all told me that they really enjoy the fi- Pfizer vaccine. So if you find yourself really wanting this vaccine, get it today." Thank no, you. No, 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 hold up, Tony, I got a better one. <laughs> I would take the Pfizer Pfizer sponsorship if it was something else. Let's, let's, let's start some little something like this. Um, welcome back to Tony Gallo Show. This episode is sponsored by Pfizer. Your friends at Pfizer is the leading research is leading the research for the cure for cancer. And if that's what they come to us with, okay, sure, I'm gonna I'll probably be on board with that because cancer is a freaking cancer is a whore. So I'm just like, if they're gonna actually if they're actually helping develop something to cure cancer, I mean, shit, I'm on board with that. Like, I'm you know, what I mean? yeah, you know what I mean? Give me something else. Incentivize something else. Don't give me the mandates of the vaccine and this, that, and the other. So that, then I'll take the Pfizer. I would do the shit. Pfizer vaccine if they knew that I don't have the vaccine and if they can tell me, if I can be like, yo, like I don't have it. Or not explicitly say I don't have it, but say like something like my friends have it. Or I don't know, you know? I mean, I have it. I got jab, jab, poke, poke a couple but times. But yeah, I mean like if Pfizer came to us and wanted to sponsor us and they're like, hey guys, sponsor. um, you know, you're not a really big podcast or anything, but do, you know, co- commercial for your next 10 episodes for 500K. And I came to you and I was like, hey, we got to read this commercial for 500K. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, oh, we get it every day, you know, <laughs> kind of commercial. Yeah. But, um, and I told you, you know, 500K, dude, we split it. You get 250, I get 250. <laughs> Tell me you're not going to take that. It's about the vaccine, though. Yeah, it's about like promoting the vaccine, but not, you know, it's promotion on the vaccine. Like something like, hey, everybody, here's a reminder from Pfizer that your third vaccine, blah, 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 whatever. No, I wouldn't take it. Yeah, right. No, I wouldn't take yeah, it. Yeah, right. No, $250,000 no, no. if I told you right now. $20 million. $250K. Okay, we're not Travis Kelsey. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take it. I, why does it say adult entertainment industry on here? You, I don't know. You must have put that there. I saw that. I don't know what I was thinking about. Probably wasn't anything holy, so we're going to skip over that one. <laughs> Let me see who edited that. <laughs> Let me do something oh, nice. Let's let's go back to Project Kindness. Um, Damn, we have a lot of sh- stuff to cover, don't we? Um, wow. Yeah, we're almost done, though. I think we've been... Um, talking for a while now but I so talk all day last episode i sent i read a letter that i sent up to my upstairs neighbor um we were kind of getting a little annoyed i guess you can say with the amount of noise i was coming from upstairs surely say and that. um if you're interested in, in wanting to know what that letter said um i don't know so you're gonna have to go back to that um last episode and listen to it so we're gonna get the calm music going again because we did it for the last episode we're doing. I'm about to fall asleep. 
Okay, this was his response. Do you think his response was angry? Do you think it was? Well, you already kind of know. <laughs> Hi, Tony, he said. It's your neighbor in... I'm not going to say his apartment number. I appreciate your note, and I'm sorry about the unfortunate reality we are all dealing with. I have the same problem with the floor above me, so I know what it's like. I'm moving out at the start of March, so if you plan on staying... Whoever moves in next will hopefully be home far less. I work from home, so I'm basically always home, and I do try my best to not wear shoes, etc. inside. I also bought those compression pads for my rug so it would muffle any steps, at least when I'm on my rug. I got really lucky my first year here, and whoever was above me was gone for weeks at a time, so I didn't know what everyone was dealing with until moving to his apartment number this year and hearing it above me. Do me a favor. Please text me anytime you hear loud things. I originally offered for the office to come in and walk around to see if there's certain parts of the floor that are generating a lot of noise for you below, but I never heard anything back on it. How it was built makes zero sense to me. He's referring to the building. As I well, as well, because sometimes I hear nothing above me and other times it sounds like a track me is happening in my apartment with the echoes. What I'm getting it at is to text me immediately when you're hearing loud stuff so I know exactly what I'm doing if I'm wearing a certain shoe or if I'm in a certain part of the apartment where the sound is echoing below etc I am really sorry though it's actually the reason I'm moving I can't deal with being woken up either I do have some good news though I'll be leaving for out of town on Thursday and will basically be gone until the new year mm. I'll also be traveling international for work in mid late January mm. so I'll be gone a lot in the near, fu- near future have a great holiday and I appreciate your note slash gesture mm. sorry what a kind man no we um, I read that that his response back very to, very very kind to man. Sahaj and to uh, his wife and um we all agree that he was kind. And I mean, it seems like he had taken some steps to be proactive about the cost. But I went up there when I went to go deliver the note. Even the hallway, dude, just walking the hallway felt a little more shallow. The floor felt shallow. You can hear it. Actually, when they walk across the hall, the upstairs floor, and you're yeah. in the hallway, you can actually hear them walking. It feels more shallow it, than it probably than is. our um, floor. floor. Yeah, because we got to think there's someone underneath us. Yeah, but I think, and I, I really do it's believe, since the the first floor parking garage is built um, below us, mm. or like the the same level is below is below us. I think we are concrete, and they probably did concrete basement first level, um, and then from us up they did wood. Okay, so you think downstairs is good. Yeah, part. like I don't think they can hear us. I don't like think they. Have. I don't, yeah, I've because, never gotten one complaint. Yeah, from because I I think that. we're we're yeah we're we're concrete. Oh, what a classy! Like what a what a class classy what a response, guy, man. And you know what? We appreciate you. Uh, he didn't even say his name, but I know his name. We did some investigation. Yeah, how, wait, he didn't say his name. name. No, he just said it's your neighbor from his apartment number. But I found out what his name is. Of course, you did. And his last name rhymes with Twatson. Let me just say that. Twatson. Oh, wow. Watson. <laughs> that's his last name? Yeah. His he last does not name. look like a Watson. Well, that's because we know a Watson. You know his first name? He looks like a Brian. What do you think? You yeah, know a Brian? He's, he's ma- not a Brian. He's not? No. What do you think? Like a Justin? 
He looks like a J for like sure, a J. like a Jake Justin. Jake I was Boy. I was surprised when I saw his name. I was like, huh, okay, interesting. And just for the audience, he's a tall, like pretty slender build. Like I would say, like cut build, maybe like five foot. 10 maybe 511 511 maybe yeah and not a heavy guy whatsoever and and just the amount of noise we hear is astounding from that from from that little man <laughs> so so is we were a little we were getting a little irritated just say matters <laughs> maybe his <laughs> maybe All it right. weighs a lot <laughs> puts a lot of downward pressure on his walk He's hauling a big old thing around. He looks like anyway. He's bigger than matters. Yeah, what? probably. He probably is. That's naughty boy. Naughty boy. Yeah, naughty boy. <laughs> naughty boy. We need a. We need like a naughty boy button or something. Yeah. Whenever one of us says something naughty, we just Perfect. hit that button like, naughty boy, naughty boy. Yeah. I need to ask for. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, I, I you know, Project Kindness, and I think that went well. Now I know we're getting we're we're we're, we're this episode's been kind of long end of the year episode <sighs> we're coming coming to a close but what do you, what what did you want to cover next did you want to cover the Catholic Church <laughs> Yeah I just I mean we can touch on this really really quickly quickly um we don't have to really go into it and we don't I don't I don't care to hit this other well be uh, let me just be quick about these other stories quick um uh, Pennsylvania Quickly. mom says man has broken into home four times to watch her nine-year-old daughter sleep what a creep that's so creepy Very interesting. there's a guy right there um kind of weird dude. a pennsylvania mother says a man has broken weird. into her home on multiple times to watch her daughter nine years old sleep <laughs> and police are now searching for him uh speaking to a local outlet six abc tiffany zabara of coltsville says the unidentified man has come into her family's home four times most recently on christmas eve he's coming in and having conversations with her zabara tells the outlet the coltsville police department says it is seeking the public's help in identifying the man who was caught on surveillance video inside zabara Zabrow's home. It has been reported that he has broken into a residence on Pennsylvania Avenue multiple occasions. Uh, the department said in a Facebook post, like many, we are concerned and patrol officers and detectives are interested in obtaining additional information. Zabaros tells 6ABC the first time he entered the home in September, the back door lock wasn't pr- working properly. The And the next two times, the door was accidentally left unlocked. The four times, she, sh- she says... Uh, he climbed in through a window, and each time he has gone to her daughter's bedroom. By the way, let me just remind folks here. Wait, it's his daughter? Yeah, it's a mom's daughter. But is that his no, daughter? No, 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 that's not his daughter. No, 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 no. Uh, to her daughter's room. Did I say his daughter's room? Yeah, for Each some reason. Each time he has gone to her daughter's room. Oh, I thought maybe like this no, was this like is... a divorce relationship and he's just sneaking in and watch her sleep or something like that. No, what a weirdo. What a weirdo. Lucky he didn't get shot. Quick reminder. Boom. Lock your doors. Yeah, lock your doors. Lock your doors. Lock Two your times in the story, doors. she left the door unlocked, the back door unlocked. Folks, evil exists. Yeah. it's It exists. Um. That's something that a lot of people. I, I I don't know if they want to turn a blind eye blind eye to, or just don't want to accept it. But evil in this world does exist. I don't think we should um, uh, take that to mean you know like evil is all around us. Um, and you know it's nothing but evil. The majority of people are evil. I don't think that's true. I think the majority of people are good people. But evil exists, and um, I just suggest that you lock your doors. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, that's weird, dude. I mean, until you, luckily you didn't get shot. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, mean, I mean, if someone was coming into my dodge room, I'd probably shoot them. Oh, yeah. Why. 100%. Bird shot. Yeah, I, it's just, it's going to happen. A, uh, and then New you got to clean up the mess and you got to move I'm out. I'm not cleaning up the mess. Oh, yeah, New York whatever. bill would force some Chick-fil-A locations to open on Sunday. A new bill in New York State and the New York State Assembly aims to force some Chick-fil-A locations to operate seven days a week, threatening the fast food chains fast food chains long-standing policy of keeping its restaurants closed on sundays the legislation proposed last week would require all food vendors operating at rest stops owned by the new york state thruway authority to open every day and names chick-fil-a as a reason behind the move um how do you feel about this oh wow how do i feel about this forcing chick-fil-a to open on sundays oh dude I think it's a business and they get able to control their own hours at the end of the day. I don't think you should be able to forcing anyone to do anything. I agree. So, and I think they're a little pissed off about their religions, their religious stance too. If I had to like put it's, my own personal comment in there. It's still there. It's still their business. Like, who cares? Let th- Listen, let, let Chick-fil-A be closed on Sundays for crying out loud. Oh my God, New York. Jesus Christ. It's always, it's always, always something. Got something. It's always something out here. And I know we complain. God darn I it. I feel like they. I feel like some of these states always complain about something. Whatever. Go down that rabbit hole. No. Um, Start. Uh, what is going on with the Catholic? Hours. The Catholic Church. Are they accepting the homosexuals or what? I think they're accepting the homosexuals. But I think the caveat was they have to be in a long-term relationship. And it has to abide by like the the marital rules that they they impose. So I think that the Pope has started to accept them under like because they're have, under like specific like guidelines. I think there have been some from what I was reading. I was reading a news article. There's been some. Um, it's like the Pope. pushback. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that, on what the Pope said. <laughs> so some Catholic leaders are like, yo, 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 this is confusing. Like what? Can you imagine next the Pope comes out of the closet? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> oh he's like, guys, I I had to make some amendments to these rules because I'm coming out of the closet. And then he gets married, and I think that's yeah. a pub. You're not you're not supposed to be in a like oh. relationship, like even with okay. a woman. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I think fair Catholic enough. leaders don't allow that. Yeah, I shouldn't. I'm, I'm just making fun of things. I don't at this know. Point. Sorry. I mean, that's fine. I I mean, this is a and you know some people are like, oh, should we give them the blessing? Listen, I don't need just a bless. I don't need the blessing of any religious leader for me to get married. I'm just gonna say that out loud. The only blessing that I need is a blessing from God. And you know what I believe? Who's God, a religious leader, though? I would argue like po- popes and stuff like that. Like, no, I'm saying like God is technically a religious leader, isn't he? He's God. Yeah. Okay. He's well, societal religious leaders. I don't need your society blessing. appointed religious leaders. I don't need your blessing to get married. I need the blessing of God. And you know what? And God blesses love. In my opinion, I think God blesses love. And you know, if I'm wrong about it, then that's so be it. I believe God blesses love. I believe God blesses people who lead their life with love and kindness and positivity and all the good positive traits that each and every one of us has inside. I'm I need with, His blessing. That you. is all I need. I don't need the Catholic Pope to bless me or anybody else to bless me or my mother to bless me or anything. I, you know, I honor my mother still, but I don't need their blessing to get married, to love somebody. I'm going to love no matter what. And that is that. I agree with, I, I agree with your stance at the end of the day. And I think it, um, we ought to, I'm in a little, I'm doing a little bit of religious finding myself. So as you should, and I'm not going to get into that, but I will say, I'm just kidding. <laughs> everything that Tony said, 
I agree with when it comes to um, marriage and gay marriage and all that. I think that stuff should. I think we need to just continue to move forward and accept people. That's all. That's at the end of that's all. We just gotta um, we gotta accept people, and we just gotta treat them treat them right way. So I was at the gym yesterday. I'll finish with this. Um, you go to gym? Oh, we go to gym together. We go to the same gym. Sorry, we go to the same gym. We, do not, we do not go to the gym together. Oh yeah. Um, because you're, you know, you're very rude, and I don't. I'm not rude. Asso- and going I'm into not rude. 2024, Dude, don't eat, no one listens. To I don't associate with rude people. You know, you heard the comment. He said, "You go to the gym." <laughs> you know, that's a passive aggressive comment, basically. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, very nasty. The things you say sometimes. Uh, I was at the gym yesterday, dude, and I think <laughs> I had an awkward encounter. Um, so you had an encounter at the gym. I saw. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this girl. Who was doing barbell uh, with the straight bar? You know the straight bar that's with the weighted straight bar. I don't know what it's called. The barbell curls, not with the. She she's doing curls. She's doing curls with the barbell, but the okay. not the not like the easy bar. Not the easy bar, but the straight bar. The straight bar, correct, and not like one of the general like standard bars that you know you have find your bench press machine or whatever. Sure. Anyway, sure, sure, So sure. she's doing it. She's doing barbell curls with the straight bar in that little section where the where they keep those the the uh, easy curl and the uh, straight bars. Uh, so. She's doing it, and then I see this man bump into her, like bump into her booty <laughs> with his weight. Not like with his like Whoa. private area, but like slightly like bump into her with the with the booty. And it was kind wait of, with bumped into her with his body or with a weight with his body with with oh. his body. Oh, like okay. yeah, they their bodies definitely connected. And I just saw her face, and it, she kind of looked uncomfortable. Right. I mean, come on. You and then you don't say. And then she like takes her headphone off and says something to the old man, and the old man just kind of ignores her. It was an old man. How yeah, old was, was this old, guy? He was probably in his fifties, and she was probably in her early twenties. So she like she puts the barbell up, and then she goes. She comes to the free weight section, and she starts doing um um tricep extensions with the dumbbell she's right her, okay she's a dumbbell tricep. Right, yeah dumbbell right. tricep extension so thanks today she she's doing that yeah. and then as she's doing that the old man comes back oh no to the free weight oh, section no. and like says something like in her ear oh, Jesus and then um he like stands um adjacent to her but facing her oh no and starts doing uh some i think he was also doing tricep extensions right Right in front of her, and she just looked uncomfortable. Like it wasn't her face looked uncomfortable. She an attractive female. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture this in my head, Tony. Because right I'm now not... I got the guy picture. Try to picture the female. Is she white, Hispanic, black? She's a white. She was a white female. White female. Um, shorter, taller. Shorter. Um, fit, unfit. What are you thinking? Medium build, medium build. Like okay. I would say, like kind of like chubby, but I don't think that. that I don't. That, none of that it, matters. It doesn't matter. But I'm trying to picture like, this go down because I got the guy in my head right now. So I'm trying. Yeah. So so she's doing things, and I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, my heart is racing because I'm like, damn, I, I think I need. I'm about to confront the situation because I feel like I need to. I just feel like I need to confront the situation and just make sure she's okay. Um, you would probably conf- I would I would go to go up to her after the guy kind of like walked away right. and just ask if she's okay or like hey I saw this going down is this it, are you good kind of looked off from a distance yeah um, so I did my I was doing bicep curls 
in the free weight section too. Did you intervene? I did. Oh shit! <laughs> and, I, and I'm oh, not. I'm not shit. a big confrontational guy. Okay. Okay. But okay, yeah, okay. I waited for him to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the same. And thing I go up to her uh-huh. and I like take my headphone off like this, like yeah, I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, hey, do you know him? <laughs> uh huh. And she looks at me. She's like, she takes her. I was like, huh? I'm like, do you know him? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. That's my dad. Like, oh, okay. Oh. I saw that he was messing with you, and I was just wanting to make sure you're okay. She was like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good. Thanks. So. Oh. I was like, girl, like, 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 crack a smile at your dad or something. Like, laugh along yeah. or something. Like, yeah. let me know that you know him, because at first it looked so like sauce. weird, it dude. Sauce. It looked sus. And I, and oh. <laughs> Loki, wow. I was sort of embarrassed. I was like, oh, God, I intervene. But I didn't, I didn't know. And I, I did, I did so what did felt good faith. right. You did have, like, good faith. You know yeah, what I mean? I did like, what felt right. Um, I feel like if I would have seen that and she looked uncomfortable, I may have thought of doing the same exact thing. I, yeah. And I was mm. right there. And it happened not once, but twice. And I was like, okay, I got to, like, say, I got to make sure she's okay, you know? And she's like, she's not being bothered by this man. It's funny. Sure. She's being picked on by her own dad. That's so funny. Yeah. It was just her dad <laughs> picking on her. And not oh, like, she all. kept a straight face the entire time. She's probably like into her workout. It's kind of like, dad, leave me, lo- <laughs> leave me alone. You know, she didn't smile or anything. And, uh, but yeah, that was, that was her dad. So that was, a, that is that funny. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, wow. Tony, you're so confront. You're so confronted. That's, you know what? And that's probably why I didn't do anything today when I observed the accident because You're I was probably, like, wait a I'm minute, not. I might be reading it wrong. <laughs> this is not an accident. <laughs> they just they just tapped each other. It's not an accident. They just, there's just yeah. I saw I, an I, accident kind of. It didn't happen right in front of me, but because I didn't see it happen, I saw the aftermath of the accident. But it just happened, and um, and I didn't do anything about it. And it, I kind of felt guilty about like not even making sure someone was okay. I knew people were calling nine one one. Like yeah, it's obvious. It's a major intersection. People are on the phone calling nine one one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just like, I just continued on through the intersection. And then I felt like, damn, I was I used to be a first responder and everything, and I couldn't even make sure. Now he's okay. like a tenth responder. Boy, don't <laughs> even freaking stop. I mean, other people did. Like I did pull over to the parking lot because I had to go to the parking lot anyway, yeah, and I yeah, did yeah. observe. Like just made sure someone was over there helping. By the time I parked, I didn't want to keep my car in blocking traffic or anything. Um, but anyway, <laughs> maybe that ties back to me being confrontational yesterday. <laughs> And I, you're right. I probably didn't think it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is all made up. <laughs> I'm seeing things. <laughs> yeah, this is coordinated. But hey, happy 2024! I hope you go into this next year listening to our podcast even more and achieving all the goals that you're gonna set for yourself this year. Happy um, New Year! Honestly, this year has been. Uh, the most consistent year for me in a lot of different areas, even just doing this podcast, I think we're building the consistency that we've always kind of wanted to build. So um, thank you for keeping us encouraged. Um, And, you know, if you... Motivate me to quit my job and do this full time, please. When you continue to listen, it encourages us to continue to put these things out there. Even if it's just five of you guys listening, um, we we will continue to put it out there. So thank you so much. Share with your friends, your family, everybody you love. I hope you have a happy new year, a safe, a safe. Year. Happy new year. Um, I, I, that that is all. I'll see you on the other side. Bye. Happy new year, everybody. Share the show on Instagram and Twitter because remember, sharing is caring. At Tony Gallo Show.